We in the six. Right. We in the six. We live in the six. Now see no mind we have the little UK um shit in the background. Yeah. Don't let that distract you. We in the six. Now saying? And yo, six is doing that. Let's be real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the On Blast podcast. Where as always, we we just like to give you our thoughts. It's just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong. Just what we're feeling at the time. All right. So uh, we're here. It's after hours, but the shop never closes. No, there's still people getting their haircuts. Still people getting cuts because the, the shop never closes. When you're at the best barbershop in Toronto, it it's not just nine to five. No, 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 no. All night. All night because people always want to look fresh, right? <laughs> right. People always want to look fresh. People always want to get fresh. So the barbershop stays open the entire time. Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 get down here and fourth avenue as always does a great job in hosting us here for the on blast podcast yeah. for another week great cuts and great conversation Ooh, i like that there you go we should like patent that yeah yo, yo, uh, amy skip <laughs> i'll take it so as you can see it's just myself and andrew webster sheldon alexander and andrew webster here today they like left us alone they let That's us it. just like run the yard on our own this time. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to take it and run with it, though. Why not? It doesn't stop. The show doesn't Listen, stop. On Blast does not stop. No, no, no. On For Blast. people's work, their uh, prior social <laughs> engagements. No, right? forget that. There's a bunch of stuff that we want to talk about today. As this I, week. Like, this week. I know. There's so much going on. There's like the inaugurations happening coming up very soon on we're Friday. Two days away. Um, oh fake God. news is fake news is something we're gonna talk about. I need course. more fake news Do because Do you know what? Bay Street's the name of the single? Level up, level up. Level pff, sorry, run that for me again. What's it called? Level up. Level up. Level up. That's my man Beals. You know, we go back by the way, before when he's once he's done getting the cut, he's gonna oh, come yeah, in. Here bring him in. We need a guest. But uh we go we go way back. Like we go like Sandlot. Oh, nice. Oh, Sandlot days. So Were it's the cool. flows nice back in the day, too, as they are now? or Maybe on a different level. All right, yeah. Maybe on a different yeah. level. Flow is still nice. Okay. But now I'd, I'd say graduated to elite status. Is that is that fair enough to say? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to distract yeah, you. Exactly. Can't talk right now. The, the lineup. Getting, yeah, he's getting the lineup. lined up. Right, right, right. Don't uh, bother. So speaking of fresh. All right. Looking yeah. fresh. What do you got? We're going to start with your boy, Joey Bats. Woo. What's old not is quite new as, again. Well, not quite as fresh as he could have been, True. I think. True. I mean, I guess we got to start from where this whole story went back to last year. Yeah. At the start of... No hometown discount. Right? No hometown no new friends. discount. No new friends, no hometown discount. He was very strict in what he was saying he wanted, uh, what he felt he was worth. And what he thought he could get. What he thought he could get. And he was about a hundred million. Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Hey, I, I mean, people are mad at him for that. But no. honestly, my opinion is, what's he supposed to say? He's supposed to lowball himself? No, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself to live up to expectations. Yeah. And then you hope that it works out. Did it work out for him? Not really. But I mean, hey, you still got to come back. You still got another chance to redeem yourself and get that big contract. What a great, what he a signed great a one year deal. What right? a great deal for the Jays. Yeah. For the Jays, it's a great deal. 
it's funny how things worked out too, because uh, the thing for me with this whole deal with the Jays was Jays fans about a month ago were all like, ah, oh, screw Jose. We don't yeah. need him. He's washed. He's this, he's that. And then you talk to them this week and it's like, well, you know, if we get Jose back, that just fills out the middle of our lineup. Not only it's that, like, how did that change? Like what changed in a week? It was a Haters. celebration. It was a coronation. If you were watching sports media in Canada of Jose Bautista choosing Toronto and coming back after three, four months of him going anywhere, even looking under the rock that is the Baltimore Orioles, seeing if he could, if he can't beat him, can he join him? Yeah. And and nobody wanted him. And you know what? Toronto got a really friendly deal, the Jays especially for that get, first year. Ooh. The Jays did get a really good deal on Jose. And for me, the thing is to, hey, he does fit right back in the middle of your lineup. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on him, Whoa. obviously, heading into next year. But the way that everything played out, there's a couple guys like Donaldson's Donaldson. You expect him to be. Slot right? him in there. For sure. I'm looking more, I'm more like on Tulo and Russ next year. Those guys need to mm. rake. And beyond that, obviously, your boy, Kendris Morales. I'm That's who I'm, I'm really interested. I think he's a good Mor- hitter. He's a good hitter, man. But this Toronto, we know how like this Toronto fan base, how crazy it gets at times. And to me, Kendris Morales, if he doesn't rake right from the get-go, People are going to be upset because you know how much they loved Edwin. Yeah. They loved the pair. It's tough to be make that unfair that one comparison. For, it's tough to make that a one for one comparison. It's definitely really not tough. a fair. It's definitely not a fair comparison, but it's not going to stop people no. from, from being ignorant. No, right but now. So you have to hope that Jose Bautista can give you 150 games in right field. I think, right? You've yep. only got one DH spot, and I don't see Morales playing a lot of first base. True. It and means there, that you got to have Jose in right field. There was also talk today of uh, can Jose play first a bit. They asked Gibby about that, and Gibby kind of said, oh, maybe, you know, when they, they brought it up to him last year, he kind of said he'd be willing to do anything, yeah. whatever the team needs and, and that stuff. But I think the way that the team is currently set up, he has to play right field, yeah, and he has to play it really well. I always love the when teams go, oh, we'll, we'll just move Hanley Ramirez to first base. Oh, we'll just move X and Y to first base. I always think of uh, Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, playing Ron Washington, he's yeah. like, oh, we'll just teach him how to play first base. He's like, that's very, very hard. First base is a very hard position. It's way more difficult than people give it credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You're not just sit, standing out there with your glove hoping the ball comes to you, right? So are there, what are the expectations for Jose next year? Like, I mean, we expected him to rake last year because he was trying to earn his big deal. After the, after what he went through this year with, like, uh, lows in uh, plate appearances, games, home runs, RBIs, batting averages, all down since he's come to the Blue Jays, yeah. I don't think that the, that, that the expectations have to be all that high. I think they have to do with staying on the field. Mm -hmm. And when we were going through the Jose Bautista drama of last year and he wants five years, everybody said, well, maybe that's not a bad idea. He takes such great care of his body. Yeah. So let's see if he can do that. Can he stay on the field? Can he play right field on a consistent basis? And after that, we know he can swing the bat. Like we know he can rake. uh, He can rake. And listen, don't expect 50 home runs, 130 RBIs, you know, but if he can hit 25, I think with this lineup, it might not be that bad. And with the pitching staff that you're pretty much returning from last year, Mm -hmm. 
was one of the best in the AL last year, if not the best starting staff in the American League. You don't need to rake all that much, but if you can have your guy, if you can have the 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 player that the fans will come to see and mm-hmm. rally behind, I think that's important for the Jays. So I think that the one year with a possibility of three or two or whatever they want to do, I think it's a great deal for the Jays. My question is, is if Anthopolis was still running the team and not Ooh. Shapiro, would they have caved and given him five years? That's interesting because did you? I don't know if you heard the part that came out just today, but uh, what that storyline was, apparently the Rodgers bosses or Edward Rodgers went to Eddie, not Teddy, Eddie, Eddie went to Shapiro and Atkins and said, Hey, get this deal done. Really? Don't worry about the money side of it. You, the money will still be there to do whatever you guys want to do after that, but, but get sure this deal good. done. And I think that that was a part that Jay's fans, it's refreshing to hear. I also think it's something they wanted to get out and because I think it's uh, refreshing. Because right? we had six, well, forget six months. We had a year of, Rodgers would want to spend the money yeah, on this yeah, team. Yeah. Or at so, least that was a perception that was out there. Yeah, whether that, that was, was true narrative. or not, that was a narrative that was out there that Rodgers didn't want to spend the money, yeah. whether that was fair or unfair. But here you have the story angle that, hey, they went to him and said, the money is there. Get this guy signed. Bring him back. Yeah. Because I also think the PR nightmare was when the genius move by Jose's agent was leaking, oh, talks have resumed with the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Because under that the, and the Orioles and but, the Orioles came back around. Well, hold on, too. it's a Cleveland Indians because under no circumstances would this have been okay if Edwin and Jose <laughs> both, both left. left and went to the Cleveland Indians. No. Like the city would riot. The city would be like so up in arms you, and so frustrated. You've got to give it up. It. You got to give it up to Jose's agent for understanding when he had gone through that cycle of free of free agency. And that they weren't getting what they wanted to get, what they thought they were going to get at the beginning of, uh, of last season. I thought his agent did a really good job of playing to Jays. But to the Jays' credit, they didn't break the bank for him. So in all reality, it was a pretty good deal on both sides. It's weird to say, but I think the Jays won. Yeah. The yeah. Jays definitely won, obviously. Because they only, wanted- they only have to pay him for the one year. For sure. And that if, mutual Well, that's if he, weird, like, right? say he does hit 50 bombs... Then you have them under club control, I think, for the next two years. But it's a those. it's it's a mutual agreement, which obviously, if he hits fifty bombs, the, he's not so gonna mutual. yeah he's not gonna be like. But I'm I gonna think, come back for eighteen mil. But no. you would still get the first crack at him, right? I mean, with that. Yeah, I mean, the assumption is that the pressure would be on them to re-sign him yeah. because the fans would want him back. He would want to stay. You would assume the team did a good job if he hits forty yeah. and whatever. And uh, the other point you brought up earlier about just him being healthy, I mean, the part that people forget, yeah, he had a down year and he was injured, but if you prorate his numbers, he's giving you the normal yeah. 30 and when a hundo that you, that you expect from Jose Batista. Batting Sings. average was a little down. Batting average was low, but he was still but getting on get base, that, yeah. you know, which, I mean, as much as they messed around with the lineup last year, having him uh, lead, lead off, off at yeah. certain points, and, that was you know, set the table and all that, I mean, you kind of need him to get on base more and not just swing for the fence all the time but that's the other thing to see like how do they play uh the lineup right like is he gonna slot in i have no idea what... to get like it's so weird they still have no leadoff hitter no until travis i mean travis is gonna come back but again who knows how long he's gonna be healthy for because he can't stay healthy and is he good enough to be a leadoff hitter in the, i don't know for 162 games or whatever? the other thing is uh what do you think of the offseason just as a whole 
how would you rate their offseason? Oh, the Jays? The Jays. Huh. Well, it's tough because of the division they're in, right? So if they were in the AL Central, mm-hmm. you'd look at the moves that they did. If they were, and even if they were a little smaller market team, mm-hmm. you'd say, wow, what, what a huge offseason they made. And really good baseball moves. But because they play in the same division as the Yankees and the Red Sox, and now the Orioles, who are now making a lot of moves as well, it's really, I mean, it's tough. My whole thing with the, the Jays offseason was that there were certain like uh, guidelines that they said they wanted to meet, right? They wanted to get faster. Yep. They wanted to get more left-handed hitting. They haven't really done, they didn't do that, <laughs> no, right? And it's like, you certainly you lost didn't get faster. Yeah, you didn't get faster. Kendris Morales is not running <laughs> no. the relay with Andre DeGrasse. That's no. not a thing that's going to happen. But you look at their team and they got worse. Like this is the thing that like they got worse. You knew they They were were not as good. You knew that they were going to get worse though, because Edwin was going to leave. Yeah. You know, it was going to get what they, what they didn't do was get like exponentially. They're not like bottom of the barrel. No, 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 no. no. They replace They They're going to, they, they're trying to find some creative ways to replace those numbers that Eddie came up with. Like, you know, shit, maybe Steve Pierce is legit. Yeah, we don't you know we don't. on an everyday basis. And, and the, my thing, too, relative to last year, I think they're worse. They're not a lot worse. Right. I mean, that stuff's still so dependent upon, you know, how the pitching staff moves. Uh, can the pitching staff do the same thing it did last year? Yeah. There's so many other things or so many other factors that plays into what's going to happen. But, I mean, so far, so good. At least you got Jose back because if Jose's not back. No, oh, then you're yeah, you're in trouble, especially with the fans. But listen, yeah. if you ever, especially this fan, if you, if Jays fans out there who are watching, who are listening to this, if you ever get a little sad, a little, you know, what could have been with the Jays offseason, just remember that I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan, and our three big moves in the offseason so far have been Howie Kendrick, <laughs> Clay Buckles. And Michael Saunders. Your boy, Michael so, Saunders. So before you start whining about Kendry's Morales and Steve Pierce, yeah. just remember that. So that's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good perspective. Perspective yeah. is always key in all situations, right? Um, what do you think about Jose Batista and just the relationship that he had with the city? Because he wanted to come back oh, the yeah. entire time, right? Of course. Like that was a tough part to this whole situation. And that's why he kept his Twitter left field Toronto Blue Jays the whole time when he well, was on the open he market. Wanted, he wanted to come back. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this earlier. I mean, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, right, where we were discussing like what happens because I didn't want either of them to leave. Right. Right. I wanted them both to stay because I'm nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. And I see that nostalgia with Jose as well. A naive he baseball wanted, fan. They, yes. they, they will all break your hearts. For sure. But I wanted him to stay. And I'm glad that he's here so we can keep seeing the bat flip for at yeah, least another oh, year. Yeah. Right? The backpedal like, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like that. I like the fact of, you know, homegrown. Like, even though he wasn't drafted by us, but he became a star here. And and right? the, Toronto was really the one that, that took the chance on him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And you always got to give shouts to Cito. Because if you go back in history, he'll always tell you that year when Cito came back and right. the hitting coach... I want to say it was Dwayne Murphy, but they were the ones that really like focused Jose in and and got him 
to the approach that you see now where he, you know, takes a lot of pitches. There's something that he's looking for and he's waiting for that pitch and he's patient and he's patient. And when he gets that, he crushes, he's unloading and he's trying to just hit bombs. He's crushing it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one Toronto team, and you know the other thing. I'm is, excited for baseball to start, man. Yeah, I'm excited for baseball to start. And we got the NFL thing we can't forget is college basketball. And but the thing baseball. we can't forget though is there's still time for other things to happen. A lot, oh, absolutely. Right? Like they can still make other moves. They can still make a trade. They can still do so many other things that could improve the team between now and the lineup that we see on opening on day. Opening so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So. uh We'll do a little quick Toronto roundup because there's a lot going on. Oh, man. Raptors and Leafs are balling. Listen. The, the Raptors Sixers is on right now in front of us. Watching uh, Joel Embiid. It's oh. not going well for the Raptors right now. No. But there's still time. There's still time. Listen. We like, the fourth is we a were, thing. We were talking. Sixers, red hot right now. Red so hot. Let's, 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 I, but let, let's talk about your boy, the process. Okay. Because you know why? I'm enjoying the fact that he's having fun. And, you know, it's like NBA stars should. That's why I like Harden. All athletes should. Yeah. Right? Like, the, it's sports at the end of the day, right? And Don't so, treat it so seriously. Yeah. And, I mean, he wants to get into the All-Star game, which is cool. And he's dancing with cheerleaders. Yeah. He's doing Triple H Just, uh, funny uh, intros and, he is and stuff. The, he's the best athlete on social media right now. He 100%. is. 100%. He is. But some would he's argue. He's a must follow. Some would argue that it's probably because he's had a lot of time because he's well, been injured yeah. for the past uh, few years, but even in Kansas, so that's what makes it a good story, right? Just to see that now he's on the court, now he's getting a chance to actually ball, and he is balling. And what's great too is that on a national level, on an international level, because we're watching him, of course, here in Canada, mm-hmm. is that like you talked about that his personality mm-hmm. and his love of the game mm-hmm. just shines. Like yeah. all you have to do is watch it. You can even just watch ten minutes of him play, yeah. and it, and it it shines right through the television screen. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think the thing, too, with Joel Embiid is that it's representing this era of the modern athlete. Like this. Because you see. <laughs> no Jeez. worries. No worries. No, but. It everybody is everybody is safe here. Clean cuts. Uh, okay. Everything's good. Everything's good. We're all right. We're all right. Um, no, but I was going to say, like, the Joel Embiid thing kind of pulls me into a segue of something else I wanted to talk about, with, which was uh, Antonio Brown. And the reason why I I find the link is because we're talking about social media and the generation of athletes. And there's a big part of the story that I feel is being missed on so many levels. And it's the fact that this generation of athletes, there's so many other things on their mind. Michael Jordan was worried about selling shoes and all that stuff, which he needed Nike to do. He needed that stuff to do. This generation of athlete doesn't need that to connect with fans and to become popular because they can go direct to consumer. Right. right? And they can. And so that's where you have Joel Embiid becoming this much of a, a hit in the NBA because he's just connecting with fans on a daily basis. Every day there's a new tweet or post. Of, right. This is what Joel Embiid did. But I think with guys like Antonio Brown, the, guy, the, the guys that we understand as being big on social media, mm-hmm. is that it starts, it really starts with their performance. For sure. Like you, Nick Stauskas could be the best tweeter out there, but yeah. we're not going to know because he's – He's not capturing our attention with what he does on the field. It's true. Antonio Brown's business is booming because on the field, he's his business is booming, yeah. right? And so that's also why he's able to get away with you oh, know, what he's doing. Because, I mean, Tomlin's out here, uh, for those who don't know, which I assume if you're 
taking time to listen to us two jackasses. I do you have, know what the storyline is. I do have beef. He's doing Facebook Live in the locker room post game on Sunday. When your coach starts know. talking, don't you give it a rest? Don't you hit stop? I don't know. Like, listen, I only played football until like 10th, 11th grade, but I knew that when my coach was talking, I was not doing anything else other than listening. So here's the, I was not as good as Antonio Brown. (laughs) Listen, as left guard, I was not, but here's the one thing with Antonio Brown and comparing it to, you know, like, uh, how we even consider how we played football or how we consider ourselves within the realm of our own jobs he is way more valuable to what the Steelers <laughs> yes, do, true. meaning like he can get away with a lot more. So to me, this whole thing was just, he doesn't care, right? Like there's zero fucks given because there's <laughs> a level of like, you know, Hey, we just won. This is great. I'm yeah. going to talk to my fans now and show my fans. Hey, I'm cool. And I don't agree with that. I don't get it. I'm not claiming to get it, but the generation below us lives off social media. Their lives are social media. I got to post what I eat. I yeah. got to post where what I, what I just bought. I got to post where I'm going, where I'm coming from, what time I wake up. Everything is a show. We all like they all think that they have their own personal reality show. And I think that that's what Antonio Brown got caught up in. And you can see the line in the sand where there's a full generation of people that don't get that at right. all. And I'm part of that. I'm starting to I'm get part of there, that. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the old man, get, get off there. my lawn type thing. You have one side of people who are going to get and understand the the need that, oh, I just did something big. I got to go right to social media and let right. everyone else know how great I'm feeling right now. Right? Like that's something that we can't really I relate know. to. But when you see it on their level, it's like, oh, okay. It's crazy. Like when something good happens, there's a generation that their first response is to share it on social media I, and not to savor the moment and enjoy what's going on. I don't have a lot of filter on what I say. Yeah. But if I ever film myself getting a haircut for 40 minutes, yeah. I at some point in the back of my so head, explain I would say what, I'd be narcissist. I'm a narcissist. So explain the, what you're talking about now because that just happened earlier. So today. Antonio Brown apparently was 40 minutes late to his media availability for the NFC. AFC championship game. His media availability in which he was supposed to apologize (laughs) for his Facebook live. Talk about the locker room Facebook live post. So he's 40 minutes late. Why was he 40 minutes late? Because he was getting a haircut. Why do we know he was getting a haircut? Because he was Facebook living himself. Snapchat. Snapchat. Wrong medium. Wrong medium. Come on, Belichick. Get off off my yard. Get off my yard. (laughs) He was Snapchatting. He was face swapping, uh, Jack chatting. I don't know what he was doing. But he was getting haircut yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of showing up. And in the part that we don't get or we can't relate to is that they get rewarded as a professional athlete where in normal life, the me, 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 me is like a bad thing. Right. They Not actually anymore. get rewarded for the, hey, look at me. Yeah. I get a touchdown. I'm going to dance. We're going to play that gonna, highlight. And you're going to put me on the intro of Sunday Night Football. Exactly. But so exactly. what do you do if you're a coach? What do you do if you're Tomlin? You hope that you keep winning and you shut your mouth. Tomlin, though, the one thing for Tomlin is he had to come out and play the tough guy role. Right? Absolutely. No, I, I totally get I don't think he had to. I think he wanted to. I think that if it was up to him, mm-hmm. he'd send him. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. If Not now. A chance. Not a chance. Tomlin doesn't have that. If it was Jesse James, okay. the backup tight end. For sure. And Jesse James, or even worse, the third string Offensive tackle. Same thing happens, and he's filming 
Facebook living Tomlin's post game speech before they're <laughs> on to New England. Yeah, he's not playing next game for sure. But there's but therein lies another lesson. I feel like a real old man right now. I, I really need me. So I was gonna say, I, like, I hear my dad's words <laughs> coming out of my mouth. You know, no. But what I was gonna say is, here's another lesson in the sense of uh, that we need to learn sometimes, right? Like life isn't fair. So there are things that certain people can get away with that others can't. So is it fair that Antonio Brown might be able to get away with yeah. Facebook living, and he's gonna get? maybe reprimanded behind the scenes or whatever. Whereas if that was a third string kicker, that guy would get kicked off the team. You Is that fair? No, of course not. Forget but about that's fair. also life. Do you know why? Because again, on the field, business <laughs> is business. booming. You and can't so, tell me that I, fair being one thing or the other. You can't tell me that Tomlin wasn't just pissed when for that sure he video was. came out. For sure he was. Just not only are you giving... He could have said so. It could have been way worse. Not only That's are you why. giving New England bullet and board material for the biggest game of the year, but you've got a guy filming what you're... I would think that would be the biggest thing. Like, yeah. Like taping me, our post-game yeah. comments. Like It's such an intimate conversation between the team. That's yeah. what I would be... And again, because I'm an old man. <laughs> And that's I have no, I, know what you mean, I have though. love for the sanctity of the game. No, you know? I know I know what you mean though. Like in the sense that in the grand scheme of things, we should all like if you're gonna be mad at him for something, it probably should be the fact that you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah, to what's exactly. going on. Right. Like I was talking to someone earlier today and I was referencing it to you know what it reminded me of? The kid in the back of the class that's like sharing notes or passing yeah. notes in the back of the class. Uh, do you have something to share, Andrew? Exactly. With the whole class. Right. Right. So it's like it was something like that. Like, and I think the rest of his teammates, because I think it was Ryan Clark, I was listening to on ESPN radio. Yeah. And he obviously used to play with the Steelers. Right. So he clearly has ties still to the team, probably has boys still in the locker oh, room, absolutely. whatever. And the way that he was talking about it, it was kind of in a way that it was like, Oh, that's just A B. That's just yeah. <laughs> that's just him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they kind of know his shtick. They know his gimmicks. They know what he's about type of thing. And you got to just like brush it off like, oh, that's little brother. That's just what he does. Yeah. But uh, the other part of this I wanted to bring up was your boy Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Well, he said it perfectly, though. He's like, hold on. Who's Ben Roethlisberger out here <laughs> trying to tell like how you should or shouldn't? Behave? What was the quote? The quote was absolutely ridiculous. It was like, hey, you know, if... I only want to have to tell him one time yeah, or something was, like this he, is big gray dick Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> okay. Guy who's been forcing himself on women for a God's age, you know, but and like, this guy is now you're going to be the moral compass of this team that rubbed me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. It's like Facebook live posts of being Donald Trump jr. I don't know. But the thing is, the thing that got me was in his little rant on the radio I found it hilarious that Roethlisberger made sure that everyone knew, well, hey, everyone needs to be listening post-game when Coach and I are talking. Like, he had to make sure that you knew that he also talks post-game. Right. It's not just Tomlin talking. He's one of the leaders, too. He's right there at the forefront letting everyone know that, you know, hey, we did well or we did poorly or whatever. Right. I'm Ben Roethlisberger. I'm one of the leaders of this team, too. And it's like... Get out of here, man. And I, I I get it. Exactly. I get it. I do get it, Ben, but like you slow down. You wouldn't say the same thing with Brady though. If Brady yes. had said the same thing, if it happened in New England, which it never would, by exactly. the way. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Never First would, off, that would never happen. No way in New that's going England. down because Belichick would actually cut you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like that's the thing. And and it's weird that we just know that 
that A, it would never happen, but B, even if it did, whoever it we was. We would never hear about it other than that. It would be like yeah. taken out of the news by Belichick's cronies like look or at, something. Look uh, at uh, uh, which Bennett brothers on the team. Why do I keep getting Martellus. him mixed up? Martellus Bennett, sorry. I keep getting him and the brother mixed up, but they're so wild. They're like, you know, they're very outspoken. Look at Gronk. Yeah. Like, there are characters on the team. Yeah, it's totally cool. There are characters. There are characters on that team, and even still, everyone falls in line. Like Gronk hasn't done anything like too crazy. No, or too it. like he keeps it for the off season. <laughs> oh, so I tried to be professional in the interview, but I'm saying keep stopping to pause and do all that stuff. That's so all right. You I know, sometimes we just talk. Into, you know, and, but I want to talk about. Yeah, I, I really what should we talk about? You know me, I'm rude, man. I just try to talk about what I want to talk about, man. <laughs> What's that? I want to talk about that Bola Bees single album I heard. Hey. Whoa. Where can we find it? Friday. Where's it going to drop? Twitter? Yo, or? man. Yo, where's Bola Bees, man? Come inside here and just smack talking Where to was SoundCloud? What? He's a guy who should be talking sports. He's old basketball player. Like, give me. You know, put a little 50 pounds like myself on. So you got to tell me, first off, where we can find said album. Oh, album man. can be found. It ain't going to be leaked, man. No That's leaks. No leaks. leaks. Album's coming out in April. It's called 1275, the Trudeau era. Trudeau is spelled T-R-U-D-O-E. Not the regular Trudeau, like the prime minister's name. Okay. Uh, the new single is called Level Up. It's dropping this Friday. You can catch it on. This Friday, give me the date in case, you know. Oh, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah, are yeah. always listening at different times, so you know. So Friday, Social media here, bro. This Friday, this Friday, <laughs> this Friday <laughs> January 20th. So get ready for that. Um... Inauguration day. Yeah. Inauguration day. Oh man! It's a big day. Yeah, it could be at a really good. Arena. Forget about it. Yeah, I got new saying. single number one. New inauguration single. like four or five. Exactly. Like way down there. Friday trending topics. I hear yeah, it can be found on my site billsbtmg.com on my SoundCloud soundcloud.com/slash/billsbtmg. It's going to be on various music sites. Okay. Um, all hip hop, Vice, um, Hip Hop DX. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. We're working hard. All right. As you know, this is one of the things I actually want to do with the podcast as we continue to grow and evolve is do like put on music. Yeah. You know, because like I think that's a big part of something that doesn't really happen in this city enough, not nearly enough where you have people uh, breaking records because that doesn't happen on the radio. We were just talking social media. We'll be like Antonio Brown with this shit. Yes, exactly. Right. Anything that how we always got to grow, help each other. Right. That's, that's, um, you know, um, Shelly, we go way back, you know, from way, the sandbox, man. <laughs> way, way back, way, way back. Anything I can do to help you, I know you'll do the same for me, man. So that's I need you to, just in case the mic didn't get it, I need you to give the name of the album, give your name, and tell the people where you can find it one more time. Uh, my name is Beals L.E.S. My album, 1275, The Trudeau Era, will be dropping in April. The new single is called Level Up, produced by Kmore. January 20th, this Friday. You can check it out on my website exclusively, BillsBTMG.com. Also, another outlet is SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash BillsBTMG. So everybody go take a listen. It's free, available for download. Won't hit iTunes till next month. And then, therefore, you got to pay for it. We'll put it on Twitter, too. Support. Yes. Support yeah, Toronto Local artists. talent. Support local talent. I'm going to say I'm, I'm a biggest critic. I'm biggest critic. I'm the hardest. Don't be telling them that it's trash. But I got to say something to you. Like, 
Have you heard it yet? You I haven't heard, heard it. I heard it. I, I, had, I had to Whoa. force him, man. I had to, oh. Yo, I had to. F- you actually let him listen to it? Yeah, I'm going to have to let me listen to it. <laughs> how do you think he got a bad lineup? You been cooking up that lineup, bro? Trust me. I forced him, bro. I got him right in the chair. Are you going to play for me or what? Are you going to play for me? I heard every song. The shit is proper, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a big critic, man. You know me. I'm a big critic. This shit is proper. I love that name, the Trudeau yeah. era. Man. Yeah, I like that. that's awesome. That's, that's fire. I like that. So let me ask you, like, what are you listening to now? And I'm going to ask you Ooh. right after as well. Since we're into the music, this is what this music talk at the moment, as the Raptors continue to be losing, by the way. But beyond that, what are you listening to right now? Like, what would you say what's in your your iPod or your Apple Music playlist right now? It doesn't really change much. I still listen to a lot of '90s hip hop. Yeah. You know, I'm a Wu Tang like head. I'm a '90s hip hop head. Um, it, you know, it goes back and forth. You know, got a little bit of R&B in there, some new edition and whatnot, okay. some Jodeci. Okay. Nice. In terms of the new music right now, I got a guy from New York by the name of Dave East. I like him. Yo, Foots has been putting me on Dave East. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the name. I haven't. Dave East is a problem. Dave East. Um, Casanova. Okay. Um, of course, you know, Kanye is always in the mix, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really listen to a lot of singles. It's more albums. Yes. Know? More albums. I'm an album type of guy, you know. Um, so, hold on. Obviously, you know I'm a big, you've known me forever. I'm a big yeah. J guy. I got in a huge argument with someone. I was trying to tell them. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, but I got into a huge argument yeah. with someone because I was trying to tell them that American Gangster is oh, no. an underrated Stop. album. It's, Stop. It's, 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 it's so it's, good. It's so good. No. No. But the, the thing was, the era it came out in was the singles era. So people weren't really listening to albums. Man. But when you put that album on, cover to cover, it's telling you a story. And you know what the rise that? and fall, it's, to me, it's yeah. so good. You know what makes that album just underrated? That Benny Siegel verse. Now that, I'm yeah, 100% yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. verse alone. That is know? the best part of that album, it's, absolutely. It's, you know, in terms of J albums. That's your silly bias. That's 100%. In, ter- in terms of J albums, it's, it's ranked number four for me. Number four? Number four? I got, I got Reasonable Doubt. Okay. I got Blueprint. Okay. okay. I got The Dynasty. Okay. Right? And you know what? It's a toss up between Hard Knock Life, Volume 2. And no Black Album? Black Album? Nah. What? Nah, I got, I got, I got. What? Nah. I like, I like the Black Album. You see, that's a problem with Jay. Jay, Jay has never put on a whack album. Kingdom Come. No, Kingdom Come. Yo, Kingdom Come. Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. If Kingdom Come came out Kingdom last Come. year, if Kingdom Come came out. 100%. Yo, Kingdom Come. What was that song with Coldplay? Get that. Beach chair. That's, 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 that's get that off. Come get on, man. Awesome. Beach chair. Life is like a beach chair. Don't get be mad at beach chair. Come on, man. Jay's, man. That's introspective, Jay. That's no. Jay coming out of retirement, marriage. That's Kingdom Come. That's, you know, that's introspective, Jay. I would take if Magna Kingdom Carta, Come. I would take Magna no. Carta over Kingdom Come. Jay? Hold on. Oh, hold on. Reasonable doubt. Yeah. If Kingdom Absolutely. Come came out in 2016, if Kingdom yeah. Come came out in 2016, it would win. It was just the sound of it was a little too far ahead of, no. you know, music getting to... Too far behind. No, no, no. Getting too musical again. Everything was too, like, machine sounding and everything for a while there, you know? And then now we kind of came back with the Kendricks, the J. Coles, and that, like, even the some of the Drake of stuff. The process of making a, a cohesive, conceptual album... Was was going out the window when he was coming around for that to be your first album after retiring, 
and you come back after all that time. But that just and shows how great he is because look at the expectations you hold him up to. I, I would say that everything that he put out between the when Black Album came out to when Kingdom Come came out, if you took all those features, yeah. all those little songs that he did, it's better than anything that he's done since Black Album. He's still the best feature artist you can get. For sure. I don't think For sure. Was, I don't think, I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's ever dropped a bad album, but there's albums where it's like, like that, Blueprint 3, where it's like... Uh, Blueprint 3 wasn't great. We, I, I forgot about Blueprint 3 already. Uh, I still like Magna. You guys look at Gia's. Jay is an artist, man. He's a complete artist. I'm saying, and he gives you music to where he's in life. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's like, a good point. And I'm saying, like, he said, if you want to go buy my, my, get my old, hear my old shit, go buy my old albums. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So, like, where he's at in life, that's where he put his music out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's in the streets, he get a street album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he's a CEO, uh, he get a CEO album. You know what I'm saying? Now he's a married man, got Beyonce on his wrist. You know what I'm saying? He get the, the husband. I'm saying still businessman album. You know what I'm saying? But still, let you know he could get on grimy and dirty. You know what I'm saying? That's why like, no guys, guys try to take shots, but they take. Pinky shots at Jay. But, but just, it was okay. There was, it was couple, okay. There was a couple. There were some couple, songs there was good, on there. A couple good tracks. I really liked Oceans. I really liked that song. I really liked that song. The, Oceans the, was a big the song. With Ricky, with Ricky Rose. Well, that's there. fire. So What's that? Is that still fuck come, with me? You know I got it? That's what that is? On yeah. it. Still that's fire. That song He's is coming fire. out with a new album that I can't... Five Boy's underrated, too. He's always been underrated. Five underrated. Five Boy yeah. been been got flow for days, Yeah, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Up, He's going to come out with fire this year. I know it. I know it. Trust me. Look at... Yo, come on, boy. 50 take a shot at you and try to show your career and you got, you got better. When 50 come at you, normally your career is like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're like, yo, look at Jaru. No disrespect to Jaru. <laughs> so this conversation, though, is reminding me of Saturday was uh, one of, actually, Greg, who's, we haven't seen Greg yet on season, oh, no, whatever yeah. we are. No, 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 we saw, I thought we saw Greg. Episode one, episode yes, one. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it was Greg's birthday on Saturday. And he had like a, a house party of sorts. Nice. But uh, <laughs> it was funny because different people were controlling the music off their phone. Yeah, yeah. At one point, one of the girls grabbed the phone and, oh no, she was begging to get on the phone to play. Yeah. Play, but didn't really know what she yeah. wanted to play. And uh, she was like, no, 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 no. But she was like, she was like, oh man, you know what we need to play? We need to play some Ja Rule. And I was like, Ja Rule? What are you talking about? And then five minutes later, like I got in another conversation, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear, what up, what up, my baby? And everyone went, oh! <laughs> everyone got hype. Everyone got hype. I'm like, oh. That's a walk off. <laughs> so we were just talking about Soldier Boy. Yeah. I, is this going to happen? So I had this, we had this conversation today at work because I was stunned that one of my boys said, oh, he is no doubt would pay money for the pay-per-view oh, yeah, to watch Soldier Boy. <laughs> what, you would pay to watch it too? Uh, 100%. What? Yeah, 100%. The undercard is Mayweather McGregor. I'll pay for it. I thought they were going to have, I thought it was a bunch of other like beefs that were going on that they were going to fill out the undercard That's with. probably what it should be, but uh, I don't be, know if that's what it is. I'd be down. Here's, I'd be, I think it would be a more interesting fight than McGregor Mayweather. <laughs> I don't want to see Floyd do that to Connor. Who do you like, give him the business? Hold on, man. what interests you about seeing Chris Brown fight Soldier Boy? Just slap it, <laughs> just the entertainment value. Like, yeah, it it'd be like a real Housewives episode. Value, the like, it can't value. possibly be a good fight. 
know. Like there's a zero percent chance. It looks like Chris that Brown has those hands, man. It does, man. You know he's got the moves, right? He can dance around. Who's training who again? So Mike Tyson's training. Mike Tyson's training Chris Brown. And then and who Floyd's does, trading and Soldier Boy. Yeah, how do we even know this? Because they made videos like uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson made a song too about uh, Soldier Boy, like a rap song. Yeah, I saw it on TMZ. I'm gonna have to. I have problems. I watch TMZ. What's What's the world coming to? Um, yeah, Mike Tyson <laughs> was like trying to make some money. Mike Tyson's oh, line. It was something like, "If you're showing up, you're going down." Like something oh, like that. I don't know. One something really ones. terrible. <laughs> Mike Tyson. I can't do this, man. And 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 back in the day, we used to have a. Uh, saying where we would it would just simply be, we got to do better. We have to do better as a culture. As a culture, we got to do better. As a people, that's if this right. is like really Soldier Boy and Mike Soldier Boy and Chris Brown fighting, like really in a boxing match in, in Dubai. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, of course, it's in it's, it's in, in Dubai. Dubai. You know, like, people want to be entertained. You know, so that's like of you course. said, it's a social media world, and people would do anything or buy into anything for you know some source of entertainment. So I mean, it's entertaining. It's entertaining to the people right now. So hold on, how much would you pay to actually watch this fight? Well, seeing how I don't pay for any fight, I usually just watch <laughs> it at work or no, or watch it illegally. Probably would they def- bring we're that in at work? Stream that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a streaming. Would they bring that in at work? Uh, <laughs> Does that make the? Wheel? I'd make sure. I would make sure that we brought that in at work. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We can't show knockouts for UFC. I'd make sure we'd be able to show knockouts. What would the rights restrictions be for that fight? Um, no, that would be. You know what? That would actually be live streamed by on Facebook Live by someone. Oh yeah, right. Like, Absolutely. Would there be headgear? There has yeah. to be headgear. Yeah, yeah. And they probably give them those big blow up uh, boxing gloves, like you can buy at Toys R Us. The big ones. The the bopums or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, those guys aren't trying to get punched in the face <laughs> for like sure, that. For sure. No, I think that uh, the the one thing about that fight though is it's just been so ridiculous the back and forth, and I tried to avoid. When things happen now on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I try to avoid some of the stupid stuff. I right. really do. But when something pops up on my timeline for like the fourth time, yeah, then Absolutely. it's like, oh man, now I actually got to like. <laughs> it, it, I, I avoided the whole Chris Brown, sol- the Chris Brown Soldier <laughs> Boy thing for a while, and then finally I was like, all right, let me see what this is. And it was a stupid video where Soldier Boy went back to the hood and he yeah, tried to yeah. be like. Who says the hood Listen, don't rent soldier? Yeah, and he's like, and he got like, G-checked. Uh, you know what it is? I'm like, <laughs> he, he got G-checked. <laughs> he got G-checked. You know on. what it is when you open your Explorer on Instagram? Mm-hmm. It's like a vortex. Yeah. It gets <laughs> just, you. It just gets brings you, you in. Yeah. It does. It does. There's there's those beautiful girls in there. You're just in the vortex. You catch yeah. yourself in the vortex yeah. for at least half hour. It's like two hours go by. You're like, why am I still into the same thing? How did I end up here? In the vortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I end up here? It's crazy. crazy. It is. It is really crazy. This has pretty much become like the social media episode of the On Blast it podcast. Is, man. We're uh, just we're showing our age, media. though. Is what we're doing. <laughs> social we're media like, the entire time. Like, exactly, man. Exactly. What is going on? Um, but we mentioned. Are you guys UFC guys? Like, would you actually care about Mayweather fighting? I don't Connor? understand. I, actually, it would be a boxing match. So yeah, it would be a boxing match. How, guys, how does Connor even that? have a shot? He doesn't. No, have a he shot. doesn't have right. A shot. He doesn't. Okay. Have a shot, man. He has no chance. Okay. No, nah, he doesn't. Like, have there's a no shot. chance that he like if professional boxers, people that are trained at boxing, can't hit Floyd Mayweather. Canelo Connor... was the guy that I thought was going to do it. Yeah, because they said Canelo yeah, yeah, yeah. could just punch through a fucking wall, and I was like, yeah. all right, if he hits Floyd, it could be over. Yeah, yeah. he can yeah, punch yeah. through a wall. The thing is, he just couldn't hit Floyd. He can't hit Floyd. You know, the, so the, if he the, can't do it, how's Connor? Floyd's toughest fight in the in the last five years is probably Miguel Cotto. Yeah, 
the the, the Puerto second Rican one guy. or the first one? No, he fought. He fought Cotto once. He fought Canelo twice. He fought. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No, he fought. He fought. He fought Miguel Cotto once. I was in Vegas for that fight. Then. Yeah, I was. I was. I was in Vegas for the Pacquiao fight. Oh, really? Ooh. I was in Vegas for the Pacquiao fight. Shout out my boy Andre, Andre Chilote, Andre Millie. We were out there for the Pacquiao fight, man. And it was just the atlas for everything was just. Did you go that night, or were you just? On the Long story short, man, we fell asleep. Ah. <laughs> we, we, were, we were, we, you know, we had a we had a long day. Yeah, we came yeah. back, fell asleep. That tends to happen in Vegas. We woke up. I checked the time and like, oh, man, we missed a fight. Fight over. Put on the TV. Floyd's having an interview. <laughs> I woke up. I'm like, Dre, we missed a fight, man. He's like, oh damn. But it was, I just nah, Floyd's. He's tough, man. He can't be Floyd, man. Nah. That's 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 too much experience right there. If he hasn't made under 25 and like. 10 years or something. He exactly. had, and like, yeah, they exactly. don't sell. Who was his last fight against? Um, Sold nothing. Andre Berto. Yeah. And he walked out of there with Andre what, Berto walked mil? out. Andre, yeah, Andre Berto walked out with like 5 million that fight. That's crazy. You know, That's crazy. And they sold like less than 10,000 yeah. Floyd. On the but the genius of this pay-per-view. too is that Conor McGregor isn't going to fight until his wife's pregnant. Right? Yeah, so he's not going to So he's not going to fight until after she has the baby. Right. Because he said that, uh, what he said was he doesn't want like she gets really stressed out yeah, when yeah, yeah. he's training and he's fighting or whatever and he doesn't yeah, want to yeah, do that yeah, yeah. when she's pregnant. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But the genius of it was because uh, the show I work on, like Dana White came in and he said yeah. that's a genius of McGregor. Right. He's doing right, all right, this to right. keep him his name in the conversation. Right. right. Like, in the headlines well, he's until he comes back and Floyd, fights. Right. He's not gonna Yeah, exactly. It's tactics for exactly. Floyd, right? That's, exactly. That's what the best do. And Floyd knows, like, hey, I'll just play along and yeah, if yeah. somehow the money did come correct. Well, it's true for cool. Floyd as well. I don't well, think the UFC too. even has that type of money. No, nah, UFC doesn't have that type of money. Uh, the UFC might have that good. They don't give it to the so? fighters, but they have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the highest paid point. UFC Connor. fighter? Connor. Connor McGregor? It, it was, was either going to be Connor or Ronda. I always thought it was, was John gonna, Jones. John Jones, no? No, not anymore. Nah, it was Ronda or Connor. It was definitely yeah. Ronda or Connor, yeah. But Ronda. it's crazy. Like, those guys will fight. But it's in, the same in boxing. Like, yeah. Floyd will fight for however many million he gets. And the guys on the undercard walk out of there with, like, $20,000. Yeah. Maybe. It's tough. Like, they don't pay any of the other guys. They just pay the, like, Shout out to Daryl Mack, man. Yes, D-Mac. D-Mac <laughs> is doing really well. What yeah. about him? Really? Yeah, yeah. Built by Mac Boxer, Fitness, man. A, Shout out to him, man. He's his own gym. No yeah. way. Opened up his yeah. own gym in the city and he's doing really well. Yeah. All right. Shout out to him, man. He's dope, 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 dope. Yeah, shout out to him. But it's funny, Mac. too, because I do always mess- message him when Floyd's fighting. Yeah, yeah. And I always be like, yo, D-Mac, does this guy have a chance? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> no. I got to <laughs> go. It's so funny because yeah. I learned that. Yeah, I learned that a lot like a couple of years ago. Like, no, they don't have a chance. But it'd always be funny because I'd be thinking like, oh, does this guy have a chance? There's like good value on this guy. And he's like, no. It's just like what you said. The only person I thought would have a chance was Canelo. Yeah. I really thought that's what I really thought Canelo was gonna get him. Yeah, I just thought, young enough, quick yeah, enough, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought I thought the other way when you fought Miguel Cotto, I thought Miguel Cotto wasn't gonna have a chance, but but he, he tagged him he a couple tagged times. Tagged him a yeah. couple times. I remember when Mosey tagged him. Yeah, in the, in the fourth round, and everybody just got excited, and then Floyd <laughs> that just was it. yeah, Floyd just went haywire, just tagging him the whole night. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, man. But no, no that. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I'm going to switch gears a little here while you, I know you're a ball head too. And obviously I know you're a ball guy as well. <laughs> and we were just watching the Raptor game. Right. And Joel Embiid. Embiid. He destroyed the us. process. The Raptors lost, but. The Raptors um, seen the process. What I want to talk about though is DeMar DeRozan has been having a great year. 
He's yeah, setting franchise records. Awesome. He's like, you're seeing lists where it's just him and Vince Carter. Where yeah, yeah, like yeah. Most 30 point games in a year. All this yeah. crazy stuff. DeMar DeRozan is phenomenal. He's putting in work. Yeah. And I've been known to be a DeMar DeRozan hater. Yeah. That's what uh, I've been I've been known to be, but I don't have bad things to say about Demar Derozan this year. Like he's playing well, he's still improved every single year. Yeah. He is has put himself not in the top tier, but he's at least in that level below. Right. If you're in the, the top, best players is he in the game, still top five scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his points yeah. per game the highest ever for a Raptor? It could be. Ooh. I would assume so because I don't think Vince ever got to like. I'm, I don't think Vince a Raptor's ever, ever finished with thirty points a game, and was, he's pretty I'm close more to thirty. Team-Mac. No, no, no T Mac was in T Mac. T Mac was in T Mac. I'm thinking yeah. Orlando days with T Mac. But yeah. it, as you bring that up, where I was going with this was there's a lot of talk when when you see him on these lists with Chris Bosch and Vince Carter. I have to ask the question: Is Demar Derozan the best Raptor of all time? Yes, at this point, yes, yes, really, yes. no, no question no, about no, it. No question. No question. Say. No. Okay, he got I, them like to the hear... conference finals. How many All Star games did Vince go to? As a raptor, as a raptor, raptor? no, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But I that was, but that was, but that was debated. Remember that? Remember the All Star game? No, but Vince was like leading vote. Hold on, hold on. Vince was like leading vote getter. So, but that was one year that he was a leading vote getter. That had to be a couple years. Remember that year? Vince had a run because he was Vince. Like, remember after the dunk contest, Vince was like the face of. He was one of the faces of the league. We forget this now, but there was a moment where people were talking about. Would the Lakers trade Vince Carter yes, for Kobe? Yes, I remember that. Right, so like, think about how crazy that has to be. That's true, right? But like, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying like Vince, Vince was a big deal. Oh yeah, where uh, yeah, Vince got voted in, but it was Mike's last All Star yeah. game, and people wanted Vince to give up his spot to let Mike start. And at first, he said no. 2003. Yeah. That was a Mariah Carey jersey dress. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know we remember yeah. that. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. really, though, you guys think DeMar DeRozan's the best yeah, Raptor at this point, yeah. ever? He keeps hitting these milestones mm-hmm. for the team. Yeah. He's in the top five of scoring. Mm-hmm. He's And he's been here his entire <laughs> career. Okay. Drafted yeah. by the Raptors, developed by the Raptors, and now one of the best scoring guards in the league, and he's brought them to a conference. The farthest they've ever gone in the playoffs. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Here's, here, here's he's gotten my, better every year, too. Yeah. Here's my counterpoint. If your boy Chris Bosh had Kyle Lowry, how much better is that Raptors team? Instead of having Jose Calderon, they have Kyle Lowry. How much better is that Raptors team? Sure. If but it's Carter, instead of Boogie Williams, Alvin Williams, yeah. even though Alvin Williams was good. Don't, I yeah. will not, not have gonna knock Alvin, Alvin Williams. Williams I'm not going to knock yeah, Alvin yeah. Williams. I'm just saying if that Vince Carter had Kyle Lowry, yeah. how much farther does that team go? But he didn't. But I'm saying, like, can you can you give DeMar DeRozan the the number one spot in the franchise when a lot of his success is based off of having a great-ass sidekick whom for up until maybe a couple weeks ago, I always thought Kyle Lowry's the best player on the team. Well, he still might be the best player on the team. Well, then that furthers but, my point, right? So like, how is, so how is Lowry, the DeRozan the best? Is Kyle Lowry the best right? Raptor? Then I'm it's saying, the, like, he's, is, the, he's definitely that, the, the straw the that aura. stirs the he's drink. He's in the aura. He's in the aura. He's, he's, the, he's the bulldog. I think, I, think, I think with... I think with Kyle and Chris Bosh, they're not a running gun team. So I think the offense definitely slows down. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So I think Kyle suffers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the ball has to go, you know, to Chris Bosh. And this is this is Chris Bosh back to the basket. This is not Miami where he's on the wing shooting, yeah. true. shooting true, threes. True, true. It's a big you know? difference, true, true, right? True, 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 true. So 
I think also, I'm going to go with DeMar. I also would I love am. to see uh, Kyle Lowry being coached by Sam Mitchell. Wow. That would have been interesting, too. I don't think that would have wouldn't have lasted very long. Oh, so he's been there every – so, no, he, Sam Mitchell was gone those times. Sam Mitchell, yeah. Sam Mitchell wow. was there with, with Bosh. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Sam Mitchell made Bosh. I still stand by that. Yeah, Sam Mitchell 100%. was so hard on Chris Bosh yeah. all the time. I feel like Chris Bosh isn't Chris Bosh. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah. Sam Mitchell. Right, and, yeah. like, there's there's a lot of uh, – we forget – Chris Bosh had like one or two years where Chris Bosh was getting like MVP whispers. Hundred percent. There's yeah. one year. No, he was like twenty four and eleven. Yeah, yeah. And like the January of yeah. and that's in the like era of like really great yeah, power yeah, forwards yeah, in the league yeah, yeah. Yeah. when yeah. he had these start to go the yeah. dreads. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That? yeah. Yes. the Salon dreads. Yeah. Now, <laughs> in the same vein, Dwayne Casey, best Raptors coach of all time. Yeah, you got to give it to you got to give yeah. it to yeah. Casey. Then you have to give it to Demar because they're. They're step by like they're in tandem of like you. You made a great point. They get better every year. Yeah, see, every year that you you see improvement from those guys. I know what you're saying. I know and what it's saying. his and first head coaching job, right? I give no. It's they, his second. Second because yeah. he he was in Minnesota. Was he yeah. a head coach in Minnesota? Yeah, he was oh, head coach in Minnesota. Okay. He, he, had Seattle, right? he had a run. He had a run in Minnesota. But like I don't know. I just can't give. Like I still think Vince and. I mean, one of my most frustrating moments as a sports fan is still hating Vince Carter for how it ended in Toronto. Yeah. But with that said, he's still the best Raptor of all time to me. Yeah. And maybe influential. For sure. For sure. The the DeRozan, I can't just give it to DeRozan alone because I feel like it's got to be DeRozan slash Lowry, which isn't yeah. really fair. But DeRozan but has like, love for the team. I felt like Chris Bosch. DeRozan has love for the city. I like with so what Vince did, Bosch. with what happened with Vince and mm-hmm. how he left mm-hmm. and how he treated the franchise and the city on his way out, yeah. I can never forgive him. I, I, I can't, agree with that. I can't. I agree with that. And, I, and I'm with you. And, and it is a valid point that what DeRozan did is a complete opposite of what Vince Carter did yeah, yeah. in every facet of it, right? Right, right. Like never demanded a trade, never wanted out. In fact, didn't even take a meeting with another team. Right. Just said, nope, Stuck I'm Stuck with resign. him for the tough times, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, we have four. Chris Bosh, Vince Carter, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Where do we put them in order? In order, I go Vince... I guess I gotta put Demar. I guess I gotta put Demar over Chris Bosh. I gotta put Kyle and Demar over Chris Bosh just because of getting to the second round, or sorry, getting to the conference finals. Yeah, and Bosh just lost in the first round. What twice? Yeah, Yeah, lost lost Orlando and New Jersey. Lost New Jersey. Um, Yeah, but he just had no help. Like that's the tough part. Like, and I, I, I was hard on Chris Bosh, but he had no help. And yeah. he was doing like, and he was performing by himself. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Very well. I gotta go. DeRozan, mm-hmm. Bosch, Lowry. No, DeRozan, Bosch. He hasn't said Vince yet. Vince, <laughs> and then Kyle. Just because we drafted Vince. Yeah. And like, I love Kyle Lowry from Philadelphia. So but no love for free agent signing. Raptors like, T Mac or or Raptors Damon Stoudemire. Not that I'm gonna put above Kyle. Nah, not okay. above those four. Okay. Yeah. I would go Demar, Vince. Kyle then Bosch. Okay. Okay. I like that. I I'm, like a sneak, that. I'm a sneak Alvin Williams. In uh, yeah, you got to put it. Uh, Alvin, Alvin is my fifth. I'm not mad. Alvin is my fifth. So Alvin is on uh, Tim and Sid every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. They were like, I got to meet him because yeah. I'm a Villanova guy. I grew yeah, up in yeah, Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, st- I've never been starstruck in my life. 
I was starstruck. Me and Yama Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, growing up, man, you were my favorite player. Coming out of Nova, playing so hard on D. Like, he was just, like, he wasn't flashy. He would just, like, make those, like, gritty plays. I yeah, loved it. I had a chance to meet him, too, during All-Star last year. Um, I was doing a, I was a guest on Sway in the morning when they were here. Nice. Oh. And they had a, he was part of it, him and Mo Pete. Yeah. Part of Allen Iverson. Some big Reebok thing. That was yeah. Born. Iverson yeah, came yeah, a lot yeah. later. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. Cool. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, really nice guy. He gets my fifth spot, hundred percent. It is. It's. It's also just cool the fact that we can have that conversation about the Raptors when not too long ago we were just three, like, four years ago. This yeah. franchise yeah. is yeah. a joke. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah. and, and and you, I gotta give a lot of credit to Kyle and Demar for what they've done and the yeah. fact that like the Raptors matter. And it, going back to what you were saying before, right? Like, your friends in the states didn't even know what Toronto was. Or yeah, where Toronto was, and now. Now my buddies are texting me, can you believe the Sixers beat the Raptors? Yeah, yeah. Imagine having that <laughs> conversation five years ago. Right, it's crazy. Oh, the Raptors were still, or Sixers were pretty trash back then, too. <laughs> um, but with the Raptors, too, I wanted to quickly touch on your Toronto Maple Leafs, who, huh. uh, speaking about getting the wave back. Setting the world on fire, the kids. It's, it's crazy, because I know we're talking about Toronto a lot in this podcast. This has been the Toronto... Social media podcast. Yeah, that's that's what that's been today. Is dedicated to Toronto. Yeah, Toronto that's right. and social media. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. No uh, more screw face capital. No, no, no it's all love, man. It's all love. But like the Leafs, it's great when the Leafs are good. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It like, makes our job a lot easier too. For right? sure, it's good when for any sure. Toronto team is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And especially the Leafs, because I guess they're their heart and soul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right? this city would still like riot if they just made the playoffs at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. Forget about like riot. making it, making a run. Look right. Like if they actually the made Jays. a playoff run, yeah. like I don't even know what this city would be like. But the, the best part about this is it's kids and they're yeah. young. So yeah. this can be sustainable. It can be sustainable success for once as opposed to we don't think this Jays run is going to last long. Yeah. The window's uh, kind of closing. The Raptors re sign Lowry. You give this this core what two more years? Yeah, three. Maybe. Yeah, you I think give about them four at the max. Yeah, four max, yeah. cool. But you think you have Austin Matthews and Marner, like they're not going anywhere for like yeah. the next what? Ten years. Ten years. I, yeah. dude, I would sign chain them. them I chain them. Sign up them now to like, the radio in the now. basement of the ACC. Just yep. keep them here. As long Lifetime as contract. Give right. Them, give mm-hmm. them something. You know. Yeah, Kaji's. I guess he's picking up his game. Yeah, got to give Kadri credit. Yeah, he, he's he's found a role of being that defensive pest. Yeah. I love it because that was a problem for him too. It's a, like the scoring expectation for him the last couple of years was so high where the yeah. best thing he is is like Brad Marchand. Yeah. You just get him yeah. after people and have him piss people off, yeah. draw penalties, and then mm-hmm. once in a while put it in the back of the net. Now – Disappointment if they don't make the playoffs, or are you just no, riding the no, wave? No, 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 ride the no, wave. Yeah, if they miss the, the playoffs, wave. doesn't matter. Their team is are filled they tied, with rookies. Are they tied for eighth? It's weird. The playoff setup is It's weird. so confusing. So, yeah. It switched yeah. it over the last they couple of years. Yeah, huh? last yeah. year they changed the playoff format, so it's like the top three teams in each division, if they and were then to there's sneak two in. wild card spots. So I think they're like within striking distance, or they might be in third in their division. Yeah, they sneak in, close. sneak in, see what they do. I almost exactly. want them not to make it. Yeah, because then you just get a better draft pick. Yeah, again. yeah. and expectations for next year aren't going to be. Exactly. If you make the playoffs this year and that's miss true. it next year, because that's what happened with Calgary. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Calgary yeah, had a great yeah, year yeah, with yeah. the Young Bucks two years ago. Yeah. And then expectations heading into last year were sky high. And they were crap. And then they just, it's impossible to live up to. Yeah, yeah. coach. Now, this yeah. year, they're doing all right. Yeah. But still, like, it's just an unfair place to put a team filled with kids. But it's I think true. Babcock is such a G that he yeah. keeps them in line, right? He's yeah. not going to let them, let it get to No nonsense type of attitude. Yeah. Well, he's had, he was in Detroit for how long? Exactly. Oh. Years and years. Yeah. He's, he's a G. He's... I just love his demeanor. I love that he just seems like a no nonsense dude. Like, I love Shanahan. There will be no Facebook lives going on in the yeah, last. the other guy like that was? He's from the Devils, isn't he? Uh, Lou Lamarillo. Yeah, yeah that's he's a old. GM. Yeah, old man. He's a GM. Yeah, yeah. He's ahead of the mob. Had to deal with so. Scott Stevens. Yeah, they got the mob. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, the best thing was so uh, the show I work on, Tim and Sid, our guy Graham does all our social media stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Graham. Yeah, shout out to Graham. Yeah, shout he out does to Graham. Work, man. work, 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 work. But uh, he does all our social media stuff. And the thing to me that was the greatest was he made this video when the Leafs won the lottery. Yeah. And he superimposed Shanahan's head onto Drake <laughs> in the started from the bottom yeah, video, yeah. <laughs> right when he's like when in the car, in the white yeah. and all white. And he had that's like dope, man. That's Shanahan, dope. Babcock, and Lou yeah. in the three guys in the shopper's drug yeah. bar, like going down the aisle. Like the <laughs> video dope. was so good, right? That's yeah. dope. And he man, put it out dope. there; it blew up online. Shanahan saw it and like liked it. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's amazing. So That's good, dope, man. but yeah, Graham doing it. work consistently. Yeah, but absolutely. uh, yeah, no, that just made me think of that as we talk about the rise of Toronto, yeah, yeah. which I think might be a good place to call it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get it. Yeah, yeah, man, it's getting late. It's a good was, conversation, a great today, conversation. Man. Man. conversation. You know, to sum things up, Toronto's on a wave, social media is great. And I feel like an old man. Get off my yeah, get, <laughs> get off your social medias, get off, off get your off, jack get off snaps, it. and your what's a hooey's, and listen to your coach. Right? That's all I'm saying. Uh, this has been another edition of the On Blast podcast. You can find this on social media. <laughs> yeah, yo, at a Webster 84. I'm Facebook living all the time. I'm never listening to my boss. I'm always doing my own shit. Follow me. <laughs> the coming days, give them your socials. Uh, Beals BTMG on Twitter. Uh, Beals underscore underscore on Instagram. And my personal website is BillsBTMG.com. All new and old music. Like I said, the new single, Level Up, coming out January 20th, this Friday. The album, 1275, The Trudeau Era, April. We had a lot going on today. We had a lot, guests. Ooh, we a had pop up guests coming. We had surprise guests coming. I'm blessed. People getting their haircut. I love it. Haircuts going on. Lots going on. Tune in. Come back soon. Check us at Clean Cuts. We are the On Blast Podcast. As always, unpolished, unapologetic, we are the On Blast Podcast. Holla. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Yeah. On Blast. My whip drop. Like bitches' asses. Cargo. Ready to package. Paid up. I see haters watching. So fucking turn it up. Let these bitches drop it.